You know AM570 LA Sports is the Dodger station, but did you know this season, we stream every single moment of the game on the iHeartRadio app. Just search AM570 LA Sports and be sure not to miss a moment. Portions of the following program were pre-recorded. AM570 KLAC, 98.7 KYSR, HD2. Los Angeles. Available anywhere using the iHeartRadio app. AM570 An LA sports icon Fred Rogan is here tonight Decades on your television covering Los Angeles sports Fred Rogan, huge in Los Angeles The Dean I'm the Dean Fred Rogan Weekdays before Petros and Money A USC All-American USC's Rodney Pete. An NFL quarterback Absolutely perfectly delivered by Rodney Rodney Pete. Available on the iHeartRadio app or on am570lasports.com This is Rogan and Rodney all right, Fred Rogan and Rodney Pete on AM570 LA Sports. A ton of stuff to get to on the show today. Let's go. You know, something Rams fans will be thrilled about. Thrilled about. Yes. I'm going to text Kevin Demoff right now. <laughs> I am. I'm going to text him right now. When you start talking, I'm going to text him, and I'll tell you what I'm going to say. When are you coming on to talk about the new uniforms? <laughs> They're having new uniforms. They're having an alternate jersey. They can wear them two or three times during the season, and they're going to have new uniforms. Now, I don't know if they're going to look anything like the current uniforms. The alternate jerseys could be throwbacks. They could be something brand new and unique and different. But, Rodney, I know Ram fans will be very pleased to hear that there's going to be a new uniform because we know what happened. A new new uniform. A new new uniform. Because there's a big to-do about last year's uniforms. Right, so now they have the alternate jersey. They have like 12 jerseys, but now they have an alternate jersey. They have an alternate jersey. Right. They they had all those jerseys last year. Yeah. You know, it, it was, uh, what was it, sand and blue and... Bone. Bo- bone. It wasn't sand, it was bone. Yeah. Right, it was bone. But bone. now they're, they're going to have an alternate jersey. So I'm going to text Kevin and see if he'll come on, if not today, tomorrow, to talk about what the alternate jersey will look like. Because we know the reaction to the the new jerseys. It didn't go so well. Yeah. I think it was a, a complete thing. The jerseys, the helmets. A lot of people didn't like the helmets. Um, maybe we should have him on with Eric Dickerson. No, we shouldn't. Jer- no, we shouldn't. <laughs> Talk about the uniforms. No, we want him no? to come on. No, no, no. We want him to come We want on. him to come back? We want him to come on. If I said, hey, come on on. Eric's going to be here. He'll go, I'll pass that day. <laughs> And he likes Eric, but no. Let's not subject him to that. That would just be cruel and inhumane. Yeah. Interesting, after last year and, and them unveiling the new uniforms, they're coming out with new. New uniforms. Are they calling them new or are they calling them additional uniforms? Alternate. Alternate uniforms. Yeah, the alternate jersey. Okay. You're allowed to have one, and they're yeah. going to have one. Okay. And then you can wear it up to three times. But right. let's say it takes off. Then the alternate becomes the real jersey. Don't you think? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's what they'll do. Yeah. And they'll put the bone back yeah. to the bone. I think they got to get rid of the bone. I, I wasn't didn't... mad at all. Uh, some of it, but the bone, I didn't like the bone. Either you, 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 Go white. Just go white. Don't go bone. Don't try to be different. Go bone. When somebody said, well, well, Eric said it looked like Pop Warner jerseys, and then somebody else said it looked like the jerseys they wear in an insurance company commercial, that was it. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. Where, where you don't know what team it is. Well, the dirt didn't quite come out of the jersey, yeah. so it's dingy when they put them on. Yeah. All right, so I'm going to text Kevin. Uh, it's the doomsday scenario. It happened to the Lakers. 
One thing could derail the Lakers. One, and it happened. One of the two guys got hurt. Both yeah. got hurt at one point, but then Anthony Davis was done, and LeBron couldn't do it on his own. He still banged up, and that was the end of it. They were done. Now the doomsday scenario for the Clippers. Kawhi Leonard is out. It's an ACL. Don't know how serious. Don't know how long he'll be out. But you just hear ACL, and you got to believe, Rodney, it's not going to be, oh, he'll be out two days and be back. Yeah, it's uh, it, it it definitely felt when you when it happened, you know, it, it didn't seem like much, but based on Ka- Kawhi's reaction, who doesn't really have a whole lot of reaction to a lot of things, he's pretty even keeled. You, you felt like it. Oh, this could this could be something, and it turns out that it is an ACL. We don't know how severe, but yeah, this is this is an issue. But my question to you, Fred, is it is it as bad? for the Clippers as it is as it was for the Lakers having one of those guys out. Because I think the Clippers are, are deeper than the Lakers when it comes to talent and bench and other guys that can pick up the slack as opposed to the Lakers, as we saw, nobody can really pick up the slack. Well, they are deeper. That's a fair point. But you're losing a guy who's having an historic playoff run. Yeah. And Kawhi Leonard. So what does that come down to? Paul George. That's why he's here. Kawhi wanted him. He's acknowledged as a superstar. He's compensated now as a superstar. Can he step up? Kevin Durant did it last night. Can I just say that about Kevin Durant? Oh, my goodness. Uh, he, he That was, I would say, top at least in the top 10 playoff performances ever for, for what he did in that moment, in that game, where they had to have it, and they had to have him. I mean, yes, James Harden played, but he he was just present. That's all. James Harden was just present in the game, and that definitely helps. But it was all about to play 48 minutes, Fred, the whole game, and go 49, 17, and 10, and, and every big shot that needed to be made, he made it, put the team on his back. There are not many... Bigger, better performances in the playoffs than that was last night by Kevin Durant. And to your point, it's it's playoff P's turn. It's playoff P's turn to to silence everyone, to have his moment of, okay, I can be the guy that I think I am, that everybody's questioning whether or not I am, put a team on my back and go win a few playoff games. Can he be that guy? It is all on him tonight and the next game, however long Kawhi is out. Because this is a defining moment for Paul George right now. Do you think he'll be up to the challenge? I mean, look, based on the way he's been playing, and and we'll find out if that's a a facet of Kawhi being next to him, because they both got 30 the last game, and he's been, Paul George has been playing really well. Can he do that without Kawhi on the court? That's the big question. We know he's capable of doing it, but can he do it? And and we'll find out very soon. He's going to have to do it on the road in Utah. So it, it, it'll be an uphill battle and challenge. But this is, deep down inside, this is probably what he's been waiting for. It's to show people that I can be the guy. This is, like I said, this is a, this is a huge defining moment for Paul George to either get that monkey off his back of the the – jokes about playoff p or turn the corner and go yes i i need to be in that conversation with the Kawhi leonard's and the best in the world 
Clippers are seven-point underdogs tonight. That changed quickly. Boom, seven-point underdogs on the road. So that doesn't look good. But here's the thing, and LeBron said this on Twitter. He said, look, here's here's why everybody's getting hurt. The shortened offseason. It's affecting everybody now. Everybody's getting hurt. We didn't have enough time to recover. Okay, maybe, yeah, maybe no. I'm sure it contributes. Well, there's some validity to that. I'm sure it contributes, but it is what it is. So, you know, there's no reason to whine about it now. It is what it is. But but to to be fair, he whined about it before it started. True. So it wasn't like, okay, after the fact you saw what happened, now you're saying, oh, it's because we started early. No, he, he complained about it before the season started. When the schedule came out, he was very definitive about this is a bad idea. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. And so were other guys as well. Is what it is. Uh, you just blow that off, right? Okay. Yeah, well, it is what it is. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry you guys got hurt. You know, we, we, we can say all kinds of things, and it has been a war of attrition, and we've seen it throughout the season and in the playoffs, and the healthiest team will probably win this thing. We gave, at least I did, I think you did as well, gave the Lakers a pass. Why? Because their guys are hurt. The doomsday scenario. They can't win without them. Now, that's up to Rob Polinka to try to put something together so that if it happens again, the other guys will step up and be more competitive. Do you give the Clippers a pass? It's the doomsday scenario. If they come up short, do you say, well, what do you expect? Their best player is hurt now. Their second guy wasn't as good as we thought he was, and the rest of the guys didn't step up. Do you give the Clippers a pass if they don't get to the Western Conference Finals? No. Because if they don't get to the Western Conference Finals, no. If they don't win it, yeah, I give them a pass. They don't win it because they don't have Kawhi. Uh, or they don't go to the finals because they don't have Kawhi. I, I give them, I'll give them that pass. But to get to the Western Conference Finals, no. I don't give them a pass because they had a chance last year. If last year it hadn't happened, then yeah, you give them a pass. But they were healthy last year. They had everybody full board going into that bubble playing, and and they couldn't get it done, um, giving up a 3-1 lead. So, no, they, they don't. Given the history in, in the last 12, 13 months, no, you can't give them a pass if they don't get to the Western Conference Final. Now we'll see. Do you? Do you? You know, I shouldn't because of just the things I've said, but I, I probably would err more on the side of, mm, I get it. I get it. If Kawhi can't go. But as you say, it's the defining moment for Paul George. Now we're going to find out. I mean, if he doesn't play well, they weren't going to get there. It's all about Kawhi. And then the Clippers have to reassess what they've done, signing Paul George for that long-term deal. So that that's what it is to me. Uh, but I think your point about they should have been there last year and they weren't, I think that's very valid. Yeah. I think that's a very valid point. Uh, now Chris Paul is out. Don't know for how long. Uh, COVID protocol. Yes, LeBron James went to an event, a tequila event. It was outdoors, and the NBA said, you're fine, you can play. He tested negative. There's no protocol for him. We don't know if Chris Paul has CP uh, has COVID. We don't know if Chris Paul was exposed to COVID, and we don't know how long he'll be out, but we now know he is out indefinitely because of the protocols. What could have happened? No idea. But that is a devastating blow to the Phoenix Suns, and moreover, a devastating blow to Chris Paul because when you get to the playoffs, just to be fair, he gets hurt. 
He plays hard, but he gets hurt. Got hurt against the Lakers, came back, and was fine. Now, this. I can't think of anything more disheartening for him, Rodney. Yeah, it's sad. It's sad for all the things that he's kind of worked through, the narrative that's been out there about him and the playoffs and, you know, can't get it done, can't get past the second round, all those things that are that have followed Chris Paul in, in a tremendous, well-accomplished career he's had to have this happen. And, and to your point of he's hoping and the Suns are hoping that that the Clippers and, and the Utah Jazz go seven games, so it delays that protocol or it, it comes back at a time where he can come back and only miss maybe one game at the most. But this is bad. And it's also bad, I think, Fred, for the NBA to have these guys out like this. This is not good. When you said, you know, the healthiest team is going to win, does the NBA really want to see Atlanta <laughs> coming out of the East? Because we, you know, Embiid may not be healthy throughout the whole thing. And then we. You know, Harden and, and, and Kyrie in, in the East. And, and then in the West, you lose Chris Paul. You lose Kawhi Leonard. It's um, it's a tough one. But, yes, for Chris Paul and his and his legacy, they finally get into the Western Conference Finals, having a chance to go to the finals. I, I think it is that is devastating for him. And, again, hopefully it's not that long and he can play because we want to see a healthy, young Phoenix team play whoever, the Clippers or the Jazz in the finals. I think that'll be a great series. All right. We'll talk more about the NBA later in the show. Last night, Dodgers win. Uh, I was out at the stadium. I said in the tease, and I'll, I'll bring it up again. Thank you to everybody. Thank you to everybody that came up last night and said they listened to the show. I mean, there was really nowhere I could walk around at Dodger Stadium where people didn't come up and say, love Rodney, love you, love the show every day, gets me through my day. Always listening. Thank you. And I just was really um, uh, so appreciative of people saying that, Rodney. So we have a lot of people listening to the show, and that was great. And anytime we're out of Dodger Stadium, always come up and say hello. Always come up and say hello. We appreciate you very much. So I'm down in the field for the 5 o'clock news. I'm going to interview Dave Roberts. Mm-hmm. All right, and I'm going to do it at about 5.15. So it's like 5.12. And time is very precise when you do what we do. That's why I know the exact times. And I'm standing there, and I'm to the left of the Dodger dugout, kind of in left field. That's where our camera is set up, and Dave's going to come out and do the interview. He was great, by the way. Good to see him. And I look to my right, and uh, I see somebody standing there, and they're surrounded by a group of reporters. So, I'm a reporter. I can wander over there. I go over, Uh and it's Trevor Bauer. Uh And Trevor Bauer is now talking to this group of reporters. And very and by the way, I'm kind of on the side, so he looks at me and gives me the side eye. He kind of stops what he's saying and gives me like the side eye and then continues on. Like, the, what are you doing? Yeah, what are you what doing? doing? Yeah, what are you doing here? Bogart in our conversation? Yeah, well, why are you listening all of a sudden? I did that to Joe Girardi, too. He was talking to the Philadelphia writers. I walked over there. There were only four writers. I walked right into the little area. They all stopped and stared at me. Just looked at me. Hey, Joe, what are you doing? Yeah, Joe Girardi gave me the side eye, too. Like, what are you doing here? I just you I just, weren't invited, Fred. I just stared. I had a credential. Okay. Oh no. So anyway, the Trevor Bauer thing. So I'm standing there, and Trevor Bauer is talking about Major League Baseball and the ruling now that if you're caught with any sticky substance, uh, you're going to be suspended ten days, and you'll still get paid, but you're going to be suspended ten days. And he's talking about the inequities of this, and he's he's making the point that this has been going on for like four years, and it was just fine. And the problem everybody has with this 
despite the fact that you're never supposed to put anything on the ball to start with, but for whatever reason, in the unwritten rules of baseball, all of a sudden you were allowed to do it. Back in the day, you throw a spitball, you get out, you're ejected. But all of a sudden, it, this was okay. And his point was that doing it in the middle of the season is going to screw everything up and screw everybody up. It's going to change everything they do. If they want to do it, they should have done it after the season. And in life, there's never a problem until there's a problem. You see, so what you have here is baseball was upset about the number of home runs in the offense, right? So what did they do? They kind of played with the ball a little bit this year. They deadened the ball, all right? But it didn't have the didn't have the effect because then the pitchers were dominating. So what did they do? Well, they said, well, we know what's going on. It's the pitchers using the sticky stuff. It's never a problem until it's a problem. And then if you make an overcorrection, you have real problems. So that's what's happened. Anyway, so Trevor Bauer is standing there and he's saying, now it's going to be up to the umpires to be judge and jury. They're the ones that are going to be able to tell and make the decision on if somebody's getting run for having sticky stuff on the ball. I've never seen this. I'm going to tell you what it is. I want to know if you did this when you were playing football. He's standing there. He takes some rosin and just sweat, sweat off his body. There was no sticky stuff. He puts it on his hand. He takes the ball. He extends his arm with his hand pointed down, just with rosin and sweat on his hand, takes the ball, sticks it on his hand, and it sits there like glue. It doesn't move. He moves his arm up and down, and the ball is on his hand. And it was as if he had glued the ball to his hand. And he kept making the point that this is rosin and sweat. Both of those are legal. If you sweat, you can certainly wipe off the sweat and pick up the rosin bag. Uh And then he put the ball, and it didn't move one bit. And he said, how are umpires going to be able to determine if it's sweat and rosin or if I'm using sticky stuff? to hold the ball in the palm of my hand. And he stood there for like four minutes, and that ball didn't move. I thought I was watching a magician. I'd never seen anything like it. If you, in your opinion, sweat and put some rosin on your hand, stuck a ball to the bottom of it, and stuck your arm out, would that ball just sit there like that? I haven't tried it, Fred, but... (laughs) but In football, do you think Uh, that would have happened? If it was just rosin and, and sweat. sweat, sometimes, yeah, sometimes it, it, you know, certain like water was it was a was used often for for towels or you put on a towel before I figured out you could spray stick them on it, but um, but yeah, you put water on a towel, and as as time went on, it kind of got to a certain dryness level. But you put your hands on it, and it made your hands a little bit more tactified. It wasn't slippery. It was more tactified, so you got a better grip on the ball. So that was a little trick. Um, but, yeah, it I, doesn't surprise me, the mixture of certain things that makes the ball a little bit stickier for a period of time. I don't know, about four minutes, but but I could assume that. Look, there's all kinds of tricks, and that's the pro- I think that's the biggest point that he's making is that you know guys do certain things all the time and have been all the time. They've pushed the envelope. Going back to the videotaping the Houston Astros did, Major League Baseball knew that was going on. Everybody knew that was going on. It's just that they got caught, uh, you know, and they, oh, my God, oh, 
and they couldn't probably do something in the middle of the season because there were a number of teams probably doing something similar. And so they waited till afterwards, and it cost the Dodgers the World Series because they didn't stop it. it it's similar because it's not – it's something that you – It's and I agree with them. It's hard to really just come in with a heavy hand in the middle of the season when you've no, when it's one thing if you didn't know about this going on, but but baseball knew that this was happening, knew before the season this was happening. Come out before the season, and say we're no longer going to you know tolerate this and not not going to do this, but to do it in the middle of the season when guys have been doing it for years and you know guys are doing it, that's a whole different story. I still don't understand. It's against the rules. That that's the most mind-boggling part of this, and we talked about it in the past. Galen is throwing at a guy's head, Fred. Well, true. Yeah, they get ejected for that. And, was I really throwing at his head or just got away from me? No, I hear what you're saying, Rodney. That's, But that's, that's very different than specifically you cannot apply a foreign substance to the ball. Gaylord Perry, Phil Necro, some of these names, some of our listeners may not remember. But, I mean, these guys made a living with Vaseline and emery boards and sandpaper and hiding things just to scuff the ball up a little bit and change its trajectory. It's in the rules. You can't alter the ball. You can't do that. But like his point was, rosin, is rosin a foreign substance? No, rosin's okay, but... Right, but what else is okay? Right, but putting... Rosin mixed with sweat, mixed with water, mixed with this, sand, can have the same effect. I okay. mean, what 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 is what is foreign substance? When you say foreign substance, that means all foreign substance, Right? So if you're going to say foreign substance, can't put any foreign substance, then that means everything. But if you're going to say, okay, you, this is okay, this is all right, this is all right, then guys will push the envelope on that. No, well, they pushed it all right, and everybody yeah. knew it was happening. It wasn't exactly. a surprise. Taylor Glasnow, the pitcher for Tampa Bay, he may have suffered a UCL injury. Why? He said, well, you made me change what I was doing, and now I've blown my arm out, and I might need Tommy John surgery. Because you made me change in the middle of the year. And I heard Joe Girardi say to the Philadelphia writers that they told their pitchers this was coming. So by June 21st, they all better be ready. It wasn't a surprise. I heard him t tell the Philadelphia writers that yesterday when they gave me the Well, if they knew out. it was coming, why wouldn't they do it before the season? Uh, that, that's, I think, my point, and, and I think it's more important, I think that's Trevor Bauer's point. They knew this was happening. Why not implement that before training camp, spring training, so guys can know, okay, this is eliminated. This is not happening. You can't take this. You can't put this on the ball. They knew it was coming a couple of weeks ago. They knew it was coming a month ago. They didn't know before the season. And it was the outcry. They knew. You think they knew? Oh, yeah. Before the season? You don't think this is the first time that the Major League Baseball knew that the pitchers were using this substance? No, but I think it's a function of the outcry of hitters saying, hey, these guys got something on the ball. I think that's what happened. When they deadened the ball, guys weren't hitting like they were. Scoring was down. Home runs were down. People asking, Rodney, I mean, last year you hit 40 home runs. This year you've hit four. Can you explain that? Well, yeah, I can, actually. These guys got some stuff on the ball now. They deadened the ball. Therefore, guys weren't hitting it as far. That's a problem. They, they tried to correct the problem by deadening the ball. All right. Now it created this problem.
the secret's out. The well, you got the deadening of the ball, plus you've got the spin rate. And right. The extra, so it, double, it was a double whammy on the hitters. Right. And then the hitters complained and said, well, these guys have stuff on the ball. Yeah, it's one thing. It's one thing to... It's one thing to uh, deaden the ball, but it's another thing to allow these guys to continue to put substance on the ball, too. And that just makes it almost impossible for us to hit it out. Right. It wasn't a problem until somebody said something. Because in life, it's never a problem until it's a problem. All right, David Vassale joined us next. We'll get more into that. Uh, later on this hour, we got a little who dis. Who wants some? Who's going to get some? Never lost. We'll give you the cue to call. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Oh yeah, let's go on a hump day, on a Wednesday, a crazy Wednesday, Roger Pete, Fred Rogan, coming at ya, Freddy. It's hot again today. The home of the Dodgers. With an inside look at the Dodgers, this is the Vassay Report with David Vassay. Brought to you by Navian Tankless Water Heaters. All right. You know, I always think there's a trailing bit of music for Dave's intro. Yeah, there's not. I'm sorry. Yeah, there's not, Fred. You're cranky. Your knee hurts. It must be uh, contagious. Kawhi Leonard has a bad ACL, and now all of a sudden, Fred Rogan's knee hurts. I let the guy have his shine, Fred. You don't need to steal it. Look, (laughs) considering I didn't bring that up, Dave, except for you, when you asked that I walk here today. (laughs) No, my knee hurts. Oh, I thought you led uh, with that. No, I haven't brought uh, it up, Dave. Uh, thanks oh, for sorry. enlightening us, Dave. So, so, Fred, your knee hurts today after watching the games last night? That killed me, right? <laughs> I think I've got an ACL now. Coming to, to Dodger Rogers. Stadium, man. That was yeah, a long walk. Walking the stairs. I had to be. You insane. left that part out when you talked about the crowd and the love you got yesterday, and you left the part out that you hurt your knee. I was like Tommy Lasorda. The They're going to drive me around in a cart. <laughs> uh, all right, David Vasse is here. Dave, uh, we both got to see Trevor Bowers magnificent magic trick yesterday i told rodney about it and i i have to be honest with you i was amazed yeah that's really cool he really was trying to uh, get the word out of what he thought about major league baseball he's put up another vlog and what he was demonstrating was uh, the combination of sweat and rosin and how he could hold the baseball upside down in the palm of his hand and it would not drop it would still stick to the palm of his hand without him gripping it um, but that is a little contradictory to what his point was, Fred. He was saying that, or a lot of pitchers, including him, were saying that they can't get a grip on the baseball, but now he's showing us between sweat and rosin, uh, the ball sticking to the palm of his hand. That kind of contradicts what he was saying, what Tyler Glasnow was saying, but it does make sense what Glasnow said as far as the muscles uh, that he didn't even know he had were sore the day after. He did not use any type of gripping substance, so I don't know. It just seems like Major League Baseball had to wipe the slate clean, but I will say this. The pitchers I've spoken to said it is essential 
for them to have more than rosin to grip the baseball. There's got to be a happy medium. And Justin Turner actually said that when I asked him about it, as a hitter, do you want the pitchers to have some sort of grip? And he actually said, you know what? I'm hoping that Major League Baseball opens or keeps the door open for more conversations to find an approved substance or middle ground that pitchers can use gripping and also can cannot cross the line. Dave, but Yeah, and I think it's, well, I'm sorry, Fred. Go ahead, Rod. But wasn't his point, though, uh, Fred and Dave, correct me if I'm wrong, was that how does an umpire know if it's super tech or if it's rosin and water or rosin and sweat that is making the That's a bad argument. Stick, That's a bad argument, Rodney. They're basically saying umpires are idiots. Umpires have been around the game a long time. They know the difference. Trust me. They know the difference, and I feel like not enough people are giving umpires the credit they deserve for knowing the difference. So, come on. Let's stop playing that game. The umpires well, I'm saying know that's the difference. What he, that's his argument. I know, that. but how that's a bad gonna... argument. That's a bad and argument. And then on top of that, Dave, how, how do you feel about them trying to make this happen in the middle of the season? Much like Glasnow said, much like you talked to other pitchers, it's essential for them to use stuff. And, and all of a sudden, now that they are in the middle of the season, they've got to abruptly halt what they've been used to. It does change some things, doesn't it? Rodney, it, they were right in trying to stop this where pitchers were going way over the line and offense was at an all-time low. 100% correct to stop this where they have right now, but absolutely horribly handled by Rob Manfred and the Players Union without coming up with a better solution than absolutely nothing can be used. They should have, if they already had this in the works, according to Farhan Zaidi, Back in spring training of 2020, before the pandemic started, they were already warning clubs to police themselves and not use this extra sticky spider tack substance. Why wouldn't you come up with something that pitchers could use that could be approved by the union and by the league and make everybody happy? This has been in the works and they yeah. have known about this for more than a year. And yet you come in on June 15th and say absolutely nothing. And by the way, we don't have any other alternative for you. So poorly handled once again by two groups that are running Major League Baseball right now. And it's not just Rob Manfred. It's Tony Clark of the Players Union. And they have done a horrible job of being leaders on both sides. Dave, I like to say in life, it's never a problem until it's a problem. Right. Why is it a problem now? Because offense was at an all-time low. Because offense was at an all-time low, and Major League Baseball, as you know, is making it their job to bring offense back and to put the ball in play. The batting averages around baseball this year combined were at an all-time low since World War II. 235 around the league, Fred. 30 teams have combined to hit 235. Strikeouts were higher than hits, and that's what sounded the alarm bell. Plus... You're watching these games, and you're seeing wiffle balls at 97 miles an hour. It was just an, a complete unfair advantage for pitchers to have over hitters, and this is the reason why baseball has tried to put clamps down on this because they want more offense. Yeah, and it backfired them, deadening the ball, and yeah, and what they did. Well, they just, just made the baseball normal. Yeah. They 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 have. How about this? Just make the baseball the same every right. year don't try to make it a super ball for three years and then all of a sudden say that was a little bit too extreme extreme let's bring it back down to where it should be 
I don't feel like they deadened the ball, Rodney. I feel like they just made the baseball normal. People should not be hitting opposite field home runs at Dodger Stadium in a night game in April. That shouldn't happen. But that's what was happening because they made the baseball like a Super Bowl. Yeah, but it made it more exciting and you never not had really complaining. I had this debate with Gavin Lux yesterday. The home run does not does not impress me as much as it used to because so many people do it now. I'd rather see hit and run. I, I told him I believe a triple is more exciting than a home run now. He refused that notion. So that's a debate I'll continue to have with the fans of baseball. What's more exciting in 2021? A home run that you see all the time and guys swinging and missing for the fences or a triple that you rarely see or a hit and run that you rarely see. I would believe fans would say the my side of the argument is more exciting. Nobody's going to say a hit and run is more exciting. Yes, than a they home are. Run. A triple is not the chicks because they dig the long ball. Right, they do. How about not a hit and run, but how about a triple? Triple, triple is, is more exciting. exciting. More is, exciting than a home run. It is exciting. Uh, as for the Dodgers last night, got it done. Mookie Betts sighting. Yep. Maybe uh, it took fifty-two thousand plus for there him to decide to play this year. Maybe that's what he needed, the energy of 52,000 plus. He hadn't played in front of 52,000 at Dodger Stadium in the Dodger uniform. So maybe you're right, Dave. Maybe that that's all it that's all it took. It was uh, reopening day for Mookie Betts yesterday as well, is what boom. I'm contending. From here on out, he's, uh, there's yeah. no looking back. Forget the vegan stuff. It's, he's back now. Uh, he's got, well. used, he's got <laughs> used to his body. Somebody in Boston texted me last night. Maybe he had a steak. So, uh, <laughs> And that's not just some random guy. Uh, uh on uh, at in Boston, that was a member of the Red Sox that texted me that. Oh, how is Kike? Kike did not text me that. Oh, okay, <laughs> why? Why uh, are you prying, Fred? That's Alex Verdugo. Uh, Dave, don't yeah. Doogie Dave's and I do not than, correspond. Okay, I don't think Dave he remembers who I am. Fred, your little tricks to try to have him reveal his source. Stop that. Don't do that to my brother. I'm not going to sit here Thank you, Rodney. and let you do David Basset like that and give up his source. He's smarter than that, Fred, Sheesh. and I'm offended that you think he's not. How's Kike Hernandez? I mean, come on, Rodney. Do you think Kike yeah. really – that's not even come in on. his character to text no. something like that. Look at Fred trying to go after low-hanging fruit that's not even real. Uh, Cody... You don't think I know J.D. Martinez? <laughs> <laughs> Cody Bellinger back on the I.L. Yeah, that's not surprising, Fred. Uh, he's eligible to come off next Tuesday in San Diego, but I feel like the Dodgers should have learned their lesson when A.J. Pollock said, my hamstring's good, and the very first night he came back, he re-aggravated it and made it worse. So I'm hoping the Dodgers learn from that and don't allow Bellinger to talk them into activating him next Tuesday. They need him for the second half of the season, and that's why I've been so vocal about Mookie Betts and his struggles this year. No Bellinger. More importantly, no Muncie, and right now, still no Seager. They need yeah. Mookie Betts at the top of their lineup to be the Mookie Betts we saw last night. I saw Muncie out there on the field working out a little bit. Uh, he didn't do that much, did he? It looked like he was doing something to me. Yeah, something. There. He was walking with the oblique strain like you do. Well, I don't have an oblique strain. <laughs> <laughs> When can we expect him back, Dave? A month from now, Fred. It'll be that long. It'll be a month from now. Oh, my God. I know. Jeez, yeah, he was doing a lot out there with that hoodie on and waddling out there. I, I didn't see him waddling, Dave. He looked all right to me. Sheesh. 
Right? Yeah, well, Corey Seager took some ground balls. Uh, He's in the lineup tonight. Yeah, Fred. <laughs> hey, Fred, welcome back to civilization last night. <laughs> Baseball players in living color. Well, Dino Ebo looked good. Yeah, he does. He, he looks good. good. Yeah. Fred, oh, by the way, Rodney, I was getting ready to tape uh, one of our pregame segments with Dino Ebel, and uh-huh. I see, like, this grizzly veteran with a mask on, <laughs> like, stalk us from behind, and Dino almost lost his mind when he saw, I said, oh, hey, Dino, this is Fred Rogan. Hello. Uh, yeah. He didn't all, recognize you. First of grizzly. all, you didn't like say that because I know Dino. Yeah, but I did say, hey, Dino, there's Fred. Oh, you did? Yeah, because you looked... Uh, I thought our lives were in danger. Not everybody recognizes you nowadays, Fred. I'm wondering if that's why you got that sinister goatee now. Yeah, I don't know what yeah. you're trying to do with that. I'm you're like to... one of the, you should be on one of those Amazon Prime, you know, only <laughs> deep cover bad guy. Yeah, from, from Slovakia movies. Are, did you get a job as a character actor? <laughs> yeah. Oh. I had to change my image, Dave. With Sheesh. Dolph Lundgren as the lead. Yeah. Good call, Rodney. All right. That's enough, Dave. Uh, Dave, the podcast. You just did one today, right? Yes. It is going to be out here in Mirror Moments, episode 12 of the Extra Innings podcast presented by Corona. Not sure if you guys realize this, but on Friday, it's the seven-year anniversary of Clayton Kershaw's one and only career no-hitter. A.J. Ellis caught that game, and he is our guest on this week's podcast. And Andre Ethier always joins us, so another great episode. Why didn't you book Josh Rogan as one of your guests? He who? was at that game. Jo- who? Josh Rogan. Was he? Where was he sitting? Next to Ellen? He he. No, he was uh, <laughs> not next to Ellen. He was in the dugout club. Really? I wasn't there. Yeah. Was he in your seats behind the Dodger dugout? Those uh, seats? I don't have seats. Well, every time I see you, that's where you're sitting. No, we're usually sitting uh, right behind home plate. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's a great seat for a no-hitter. Does he still have the ticket? Uh, I don't know. I'll I'll ask him when I see him later. He was at that game. That's awesome. Let Let him know on Friday. That's the anniversary. Seven years ago, Friday. Kershaw threw what was one of the greatest pitch games in baseball history, a Hanley Ramirez throwing error away from a perfect game. Wow. But who remembers? Well, you do, and so does he. Dave, thank you for coming on as always. Thank you, guys. Rodney, big hug. Always a pleasure. <laughs> All right, who's ready for who dance? We are 866-987-2570. Uh, if you're the first caller, Kevin will pick up the phone and put you on the air. You're playing Rodney and Ronnie. That's next. And now another Rogan and Rodney. Oh, yeah. Afternoon delight. Yeah, today, afternoon delight is I Want Love by Jesse J. 33-year-old pop singer dropped this single on Friday after a two-year hiatus from the music scene. In a statement released along with the track, the UK native said, I want to come back with a song that I felt classic but modern. Big vocals and get everyone on the dance floor. I cannot wait for the world to hear this song and to dance and sing along out loud. Again, today's afternoon delight is I Want Love by Jesse J.
Rogan and Rodney Roulette. Who is this guy? This is who I am. Who is this guy? Who this? Dodger Stadium's at full capacity. Your world champion Dodgers take on the Phillies tonight at 7 o'clock. Catch the game on AM570 LA Sports. It's brought to you by Nutrisystem. Go to Nutrisystem.com slash baseball and lose weight fast. All with free delivery. Spencer and Duarte, are you there? Yes, sir. What's going on, guys? It's all good. How are you today? Not bad, not bad. Ready to uh, become the new champ of Udis. Okay, come on. Come on with it. Never lost. All right. And who dis, Spencer? All you do is you yell it when you know it, okay? There are no restrictions. Y'all good. All right, Ronnie, you ready? Good afternoon, Rogan and Rodney and Spencer with a lot of confidence. Here we go. I made five all-star teams in my Hall of Fame baseball career. How many? Five. Roger Clemens. No, senor! Cookie Kershaw. How about new? Mike Piazza. And it is no good. Yes. Good. Who is this guy? I was a two-time AL MVP and won the batting title in 97. David Ortiz. No good! AL. AL. Who is this guy? I am. A studio analyst for MLB on Fox. Alex Rodriguez. Endorsed testosterone products. John Pedro Martinez? And it is no good. Who John is this Cruck. guy? How about new? Rafael Palmero? No, senor! Rafael Palmero was not a studio analyst. I'm just throwing names out there, Fred. Okay. Come on. You'll get it now. Everybody ready. Last blue. Matt Baskersian. No. No uh, good. And you're going to nail it now. Get ready. My nickname was. Big Hurt. The Big Hurt. The Big Hurt. Frank Thomas. Frank Thomas. Ronnie. Wait, wait. Kevin. That's me. Again, I think this falls under the category of we all know what the Big Hurt, who the Big Hurt is. Exactly we do. So in this situation, I'll give give it to Rodney. Oh, okay. Yeah. We owe it about, Fred. Well, well, the problem was the clue was the answer. I said it before he the clue. He said it though. before you did, though. If anyone says the name before the before a clue, it still works. So he gets it? Yeah. Yes. All right, Rodney gets it. Wow, Fred. Well, let's ask Spencer what he thinks. What do you think, Spencer? I think it's baloney. <laughs> you know, Fred, I really appreciate you trying to give me the answer, but uh, I think Rodney got that one. Thanks, okay. Rodney. What's Thanks, fair Ronnie. is fair. Thanks for being straight up. Okay. Good sport. Here's your next Fred. Hey, I'm just trying to... uh, Exactly. Ronnie don't want to win the cheap way. Ronnie wants to earn it. Just like I do. You got that right. No charity here, Freddie. All I am is is the guardian of the game. No, you're not. Yes, I am. Trying to fix it. I'm not trying to fix it. The evil guardian of that goatee. Yeah, you're the guy with the spider tech. I'm not Tim Donahue. I was. Ah. I was the 26th pick in the 1996 NFL draft. NFL draft? Yeah. It was a what pick? 26th. Who is this guy? I am a two-time defensive player of the year. Who is this guy? Ray Lewis, Rodney. Ray Lewis is correct. Nice job. (laughs) Thank you, Freddie. Good pull. Want me to say his middle name, too? That won't be necessary. I don't, I don't know why you have to develop an attitude about the whole thing. <laughs> Trying to keep things on the up and up here. Here's your next one. I was the third overall pick in the 2009 NBA draft. 
Chris Paul. No good. Third pick. Joel Embiid. Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi Leonard. How about you? Next clue. James Harden. James Harden, Ronnie. Good one, Ronnie. Good one, Ronnie. Out of Arizona State. That's right. Mm. Got the crystal ball today, Ronnie. There you go. All right, so Rodney, you have two. Ronnie, you have one. Spencer, let's get on the board. You ready? Where you at, Spencer? Dark's on the side street trying to get to the board. Okay. All right. Let's try to get where? Try to get on the board. He's oh, trying okay. to get on the board. They said I was trying to get to the bar. Well, both. Okay. Terminal board. Gonna get on the board, then get to the bar. I am a two-time Pro Bowl selection. Two-time Pro Bowl selection. Who is this guy? I was. First team, all Pac-12 in 2015. I play quarterback. Who is this guy? I was the first overall pick. Carson Palmer. No good! In the 2016 NFL Draft. What? First Sam Darnold. Sam no Darnold wasn't the first pick. Who'd you have, Spencer? Jared Goff. Jared Goff is right. Jared Goff is correct. Spencer's on the board. I made 10 all-star teams in my NBA career. Kobe Bryant. No, senor! Chris I, Paul. No good! I led the NBA in assists nine times and in steals twice. Magic Johnson. And it is no good. Isaiah Thomas. How about you? Tony Parker. No, senor! Manu Ginobili. No good! Allen Iverson. And it is no good. I made... Gary Payton. How about you? I made back-to-back appearances in the NBA Finals, but lost both. Jason Kidd. No, senor! In my later years, I was famous for wearing short shorts, despite the rest of Home Alone. Transitioning to knee-length shorts. John Stockton. John Stockton. Thanks, Ronnie. Thanks for the assist, Ronnie. I was really close. Not close enough. Okay, so the way it shakes out, Rodney, you've won. Spencer and Ronnie will now compete for second place. So, Rodney, congratulations. Thank you, Fred. No thanks to you. Just trying to play fair. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You want to sit this one out since you've won? No. No. They don't want charity. Does Spencer want you to sit it out? No, bring it. Let's go. Okay, let's Just go. like Sensei says, no mercy. All right. Keep the leg. I made 12 All-Star teams in my Hall of Fame basketball career. Kobe Bryant. No good. LeBron James. No, senor. Dwayne Wade. How about you? Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. And it is no Magic good. Johnson. Ronnie. Magic Johnson. Good Lord. Brad Darty. No, it's Magic Johnson, not Brad Darty. All right. Well, there you go, Ronnie. Uh, you finish in second place. Spencer, you're on the board today, so that's impressive. Good job. Hey, I'll take home the bronze. All right, man. You got it. Thanks for listening. We appreciate it. Thanks a lot, guys. Have a good day.